action now. Waiting for it to go before I press play on the Zoom. Mm -hmm. And there we are. Yep. All right, so. So let me share. All right, people are starting to come in. Right. Hello, Esker Outcome. Hello, Joseph Walling. Hello, Stephen Greer. Greetings from Harrisburg, PA. Something about your truck. What is it? Truck broken down. Salutations, yo. Hello from Andorra. Hello, Christian Larson. Mission Impossible 6 was amazing. Yes, we'll talk about that. Finally got the notification started to begin. 20 minutes in. FQ12, Mark Walker, Albeck13, my daily upload, TMT, Save My Walrus14, Peeber, M Jazz, Dan Dumlop, Wesley Green, Lightspeed, Nearly Epic, I Am Turtle, Epic O'Shea, CS Play, Eric Champagne, David C, Total My Go, Nate99, Chevy Lover, 419, David69, 1337, Creative. Uh, Cry Wit, Broken, JBS225, Dominic Houston, Derek Thomas, Nick Bruh. <laughs> All right, we are now ready. Oh, hi. Welcome to RCR Podcast number 40, Mission Impossible Run. Yes, we have seen Tom Cruise in his runningest, jumpingest, Tom Cruisingest role Climbingest, yet. hangingest, <laughs> motorcycle ridingest, no helmet usingest. BMW product placingest. Yeah. E30ist. Yeah. It, BMW, it was, the, the, like, that was the one thing on Jalopnik that they praised for, for an E30 showing up in yeah. there. It's, and it, uh, Mission Impossible moment number one, Ving Rhames in the back of an E30. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, cartoonish. And then Simon Pegg is like, so who picked the who, who picked the little car? Yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of out of control in the sense that uh, the BMW product, everybody was either driving. Okay, Tom Cruise drives like a 7 Series at the beginning or something. And I think all the bad guys drive a 5 Series. Oh, yeah. And then uh, there's the E30 or E28 like around there. The, 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 the old, the, the tiny the old car. car. Yeah, 30. Yeah, all right. And um then Tom the motorcycle that he's riding it's is a like a scrambler or something. It's some BMW. I have no idea what it is. And then the uh girl Bond, she's on a triumph. Yeah. Indicating like what side is she? Well, she's British, so okay, British. Bride, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just hilarious because it's kind of um the type of movie where you know they have a chase scene on every means of conveyance possible there's a car chase that turns into a motorcycle or no a motorcycle chase that turns into a car chase then uh but they get away on a boat or there is a part where they're escaping on a boat from the previous chase and then but uh, there is no boat chase there is no boat chase but they flee on a boat and then uh, a helicopter chase i guess light um uh spoilers not really though um yeah. because what is there to spoil it it's big action bang clap yeah. go boom but it's also smarter than that in a sense that uh the storyline is actually pretty great i thought um in a very twisty turny kind of way mm -hmm. uh even some of it is obvious but even though it's obvious it, you know good storytelling can be obvious and still be compelling. Right. So there are elements to the story of the film mm -hmm. that 
are obvious, but it doesn't detract any. No, I am. I am. I know I'm going in to watch a Mission Impossible movie. I want to have fun. I want a good story, but I, I'm okay with being. I'm okay with my hand being held through this. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that Alec Baldwin is present to <laughs> provide uh, exposition. Yeah, and uh, to remind me what's going on. Yeah, that's literally his job at the beginning of the movie of just to come in and be like, well, you know, Ethan, you're you're you're. At- He's basically that cop in every 80s action movie of like, you're out of control, you're reckless, yeah, yeah. you do it by the book. But in a different kind of way, because he actually does uh, support him. Oh, um, to Burgundy Burnouts, we're splitting this podcast in two. So the first half is just going to be Brian and I speaking. And yeah. then we're going to take a 15 minute break, turn Super Chat on, come back for the rest, uh, possibly yeah. break into some whiskey. I don't really know. But yeah. I have a bottle here that I'm saving for the second half. We're going to keep, we're going to, Nick and I are just going to talk uh, between ourselves and have more of a podcast style for about 30 minutes. Yeah. So stick around and then we'll get to your questions in 30 minutes. Yeah. What's interesting about Mission Impossible... Well, okay, what's interesting about this cast is that we're in a a franchise society more than any other era in movie making. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is one of the few guys who I think could be, you know... He's a consummate movie star. He kind of rises above the idea of just being in a franchise. Yeah. Now, granted, The Mummy last year kind of proves that he's not necessarily a draw on his own. Like, the Mission Impossible name carries certain weight to it. Uh-huh. But... What happened with The Mummy? Oh, it bombed. But they chose... I didn't a, even know... It, it was yeah. a terrible movie, too. Oh. Um, that, And that's the thing. It was a rare Tom Cruise movie that wasn't good, like, to me. Because mm. Tom Cruise, say what you will... Like, I don't care that he's crazy. Like, no. Scientology is an objectively horrible thing, probably. I don't know enough about it to really say one way or the other outside of that Rogan podcast with Leah Remini and then the other one with uh, the Miscavige's dad. Yeah. But for the most part, like, I don't really care what someone does on their off time yeah. as long as they're bringing the goods when the camera's rolling. Right. And Tom, he's somebody who... He has no reason to do all of his own stunts. He has, yeah. He has no reason to have his cardio game be as good as it is at 55. Like, my favorite chase in the movie wasn't, like, the car or the bike <laughs> or the helicopter. It was the running, 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 like, running, 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 Tom Cruise run time. And then the bad person is literally just walking. You said that when we got out, like, uh, Kevin or, or, or uh, Harry. Oh, uh, well, that's a spoiler. Har- but Harvey. But, the the identity of the bad guys oh sorry no well no but he's well you didn't actually say his name though but or basically right. the person who tom cruise is chasing is never walking. runs in the never entire runs. Runs in the yeah. entire movie it's almost a reverse horror movie thing where like the yeah. teenager is running to get away and jason is just you know at a creep yeah and then you know it's just it's it's fantastic in the sense that uh I don't know. I really love the movie. I was never bored. Uh, there is no fat on that script whatsoever. Like, nope. they need every scene in it. Um, and I think Tom Cruise is one of those guys who just sort of... I don't want to say he gets better with age, because I like... The majority of the movies of his that I like are from pre-2000. Mm, uh, like, yeah. he peaked with uh, uh, Magnolia, but uh, as a as an actor, he peaked Ma- with Magnolia. Fantastic. He plays, like, this sex guru, and he's it's just 
it makes you look at Tom Cruise. It's the least Tom Cruise movie. Is it creepy Tom Cruise? In a way, but not like serial killer creepy. Just, you know, he's a douchebag kind of way. But then, you know, they reveal hidden depths to him. Mm. But uh, my thing with this is that it's these Mission Impossible movies get better with each one. And each one is very distinctive because, you know, the first one is very much a Brian De Palma movie. The second one, I forget who did it. I think it was John Woo. Then the third one is like J.J. Abrams. Doves on point all the time. Doves and double guns and all that. But yeah, it's very much something that I love to watch evolve and I hope these movies never stop because he's like our James Bond. He's like America's James Bond. Yeah. Ethan Hunt, I mean. Yeah. Because that's kind of, he doesn't have the time for, you know, martinis and anonymous sex with random women. Like yeah. his heart belongs to one woman. <laughs> and throughout the entire, you know, however many, what, like six movies now. Yeah. And it's just interesting that he's more or less kept the same group of guys around, the same team for yeah. the most part. Ving Rhames showed up in the second movie. Mm. I don't know when Simon Pegg showed up. I think he showed up in the fourth one, okay. if I had to guess. But, I, I mean, think that is a pretty tight... It's a tight, tight group. Three core guys. Which is funny because it's two tech guys. Like, you get two tech guys on yeah. that team. Yeah. But it still works because you get uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who's... oh. Uh, you know the Ilsa, who's in there as sort of the the second like field agent mm-hmm. who can like kick ass and mm-hmm. take names and ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't even try to hide. Like the person's helmet is down the entire time, but they don't even try to hide that it's a woman riding the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just loved those chase scenes so much. It was kind of a strangely exhilarate like it was just as exhilarating the second time around as it was the first hmm. uh you know it's just little things that i kind of notice um in the background mm. like when tom's about to jump out the window and uh there's someone sort of nodding on of like you can do it really <laughs> thing, which i didn't notice on the first viewing. i wonder i wonder if that was some sort of teen wolf thing like a guy like whipping the dick out <laughs> just trying to get like like this is my chance in yeah. some movie i'm gonna be like yeah. yeah but uh i don't know what did you think like as a movie overall because i know that the last movie that you and i saw in theaters together was fury road and oh, that was yeah. like a bunch of years ago with a uh, um dan solner i think yeah we saw it with. yeah yeah we saw it uh yeah in the um, same theater too <laughs> yeah we did um i went in with no expectations i I have this thing with movies that I think they're too loud. <laughs> so I'm there with my earplugs, and you saw me, they were in in the previews. I like that Fox Theater. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I meant to tell, text you beforehand to say to bring earphones, because, or I mean, earplugs, because I the theater normally doesn't play it that loud, but for whatever reason, I guess it's because it was like that special surround or whatever for Mission yeah. Impossible. It was super loud. Yeah. And normally it doesn't bug me, but Mission Impossible, it kind of did. But this second time it didn't. I mm. guess it was the first time. When mm. I saw Skyscraper with the Rock in it, that was when it was kind of like, okay. You saw, you yeah. saw Die Hard with the Rock? Yeah, Die Hard with the Rock. And Don't it's tell me about one, Die Hard one, with the Rock. I think I talked about it on one of the podcasts, but it's basically the most like Dwayne Johnson movie you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. It's him going around. Now, the thing about... Does he hang from anything by one arm? He hangs by all of the things. <laughs> or off of all of the... Th- it's almost like an un- if they made a movie out of Uncharted, which like those video games are all 
already a better movie than they'll ever make out of Uncharted. But mm -hmm. basically, you know, there's a point where because he has a prosthetic leg and um, there's a point in the movie where there's like a rope caught around his leg and he's dangling off the side of the building. And then uh the 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 foot or the leg starts to detach yeah as it's hanging it's just such a ridiculous movie that you have to kind of accept on its face is ridiculous because we're supposed to accept that the rock is somehow this everyman who's been dragged into things but yeah even though they give us the like he's ex special ops and all that other stuff but even then it's like most men your average everyman is not built like the rock <laughs> and at least with die hard you could kind of buy that bruce wills was like oh this this yeah shit. you know um but it literally is die hard in china nice. um in in a skyscraper that completely defies all laws of architecture oh, because the whole idea is that okay like the first hundred levels or something are a mall and then like there's residential towards the top mm -hmm. but in the middle there's like this zoo and all this other weird stuff ah. and so it opens up to a bunch of weird uh set action set pieces you know because there's a lot of variety in the location but it's also a very naked uh ploy for chinese money in that like hey we're having it take place in china oh, we're casting a bunch of chinese audience. actors yeah because they know it's not going to make money here the only hope is international and to china china the that market which is the second biggest film market in the world it's that's what an american movie star is it's the rock make your stacks yeah he's insanely popular overseas and you know his movies make stupid money for no reason like rampage made an idiotic amount of money overseas uh. even though rampage did peanuts here which you know again rampage is if you told me that the rock was playing the exact same character in a shared universe in every single one of his movies mm -hmm. i would believe you yeah because his character in skyscraper is literally the exact same character he plays in rampage just with a different backstory um which i mean i guess it, well actually no and he doesn't really have much of a backstory in rampage so you could pretend that like in between the opening of skyscraper and the main action of skyscraper which yeah. you know because the opening takes place in what like 10 years before the main action that you could believe he fit rampage in there somewhere <laughs> you know uh it's just very much uh i mean it, i like going to the movies a lot so for a matinee it doesn't really you know it, it's nothing mm, really yeah. it's just a nice way to be entertained in air conditioning ah, okay. um so yeah i don't know Tyler in the chat said Mr. Regular quickly moved on and didn't answer whether he liked Mission Impossible or not. <laughs> I did not go in expecting to like or hate the movie. I was going to watch, as Samuel L. Jackson said, a popcorn movie. Yeah. All I, w all I did throughout Mission Impossible was wait for the next Tom Cruise moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I'm the one who... Yeah, the, the, like there's, the, there's the confused Tom... Cruise, there's the what what is that thing where it's the shaking of the hands yeah the shaking the, of the hands and he's slightly tilted like the, yeah but like you complete me like that help Jerry, me help you yeah 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 he's a little bit jerry Maguire in parts here yeah where, yeah what is what is that Tom i don't Cruise even know move? what he's not confused slightly agitated 
with a dash of comedy. Yeah. It's that it's Tom Cruise's ah, not a, it, it it's not his way of speaking. Um it's it's not the um uh Christopher Walken, you know, it, you know it's I, not I, yeah. that it's it's not quite that. It's it's that one moment you want from an actor like um oh gosh he played uh in spider-man the boss uh, with the mustache jay jonah jameson the actor. oh oh jk simmons yeah there's always the jk simmons confused trying to figure it out like what there's that yeah. that moment that he does where like two people are talking hold on there's that jk simmons moment yeah there's there's uh well, of course, there's Running Tom. There's Running Tom. There's uh, uh, Jim Carrey. Kind of has to do a version of an all righty then, for, <laughs> like forever. Yeah. There was like the mouth and the eyes and <laughs> he has to do a little bit of a rubber face in every sort of movie he does. It, and, but it's not a catchphrase. It's like a, a, a body movement, head, hand thing that we all want. Yeah. Um, and that if you do believe that in the character, those types of moments are the ones where you're like, oh, that's right. He's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think whoever. Uh, does, does Tom Hanks have a Tom Hanks move. Oh, a mannerism. Oh yeah. There, yeah. That's what called. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, duh. We, yeah. It's a scenic route to just say a mannerism. Yeah. <laughs> There's maybe Tom Cruise, ha- Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Hanks has a well, okay. There's this, there was a moving it move and save it private Ryan where he's kind of nodding for a little bit. Like, mm. like acquiescing to something yeah like okay all right the the actorly version of presenting your belly for (laughs) to a predator um Um, he pees in every every film film? hanks i wonder if that's true (laughs) if tom hanks actually (laughs) does take a leak in every movie um i think did he take a in saving private ryan did he take a leak I mean, I can imagine it. That's the thing of like, that's one of those things that someone will say where you're like, I don't know enough to prove it wrong. There, there's the Nick Cage, like freak out moment. Nicholas Cage has like a, yeah, slightly losing, like losing his cool mannerism. Mm. Uh, Tom Sizemore gets shot. Yeah, in a well, lot of movies, like getting shot, but kind of being pissed off about it yeah it's like it's, it, tom sizemore is either you could weigh the number of duis he gets in real life or number <laughs> of times he's again in trouble with the law against the number of times he gets shot in a movie mm-hmm. um he's kind of like the weirdly uh he's the version of sean bean that survives most of his movies mm. um because sean bean dies in like everything like but, steve buscemi uh it, for the most part yeah, yeah. Um, actually, no. Tom Sizemore doesn't survive Saving Private Ryan, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. All right, never Tom mind. Tom Hanks that. doesn't survive Saving no, Private Ryan. No, and that's a thing, and that's a big thing in the end because when they pan in on his eyes, they make you think that the old man at the end is Tom Hanks. And then I never really thought about it as a kid because this came out in 1998, so I'd have been like 13. Mm-hmm. That 
uh, he's not supposed to be like if that if the old man at the end were Tom Hanks, he would have been like way way older than yeah. that old man visiting the. It's the framing device type thing, but uh, yeah. Oh, mm. the, Tom Hanks peed in Big, so we know we we can confirm in that one at least that he peed in Big. I wonder if uh. Because of Ocean's Eleven, Brad Pitt has a talking and eating moment in hmm. every film. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he did that in Benjamin Button, but hmm. he's the kind of guy who has this sort of incredulous, um, but sly incredulity to it. Oh, that's a you good know, word. Uh, it, 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 he's just too cool to actually be in the movie right now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's george clooney has it too yeah of like he looks like he's here for a paycheck even when it's a passion project yeah like for good night and good luck which a movie he wanted to he desperately wanted to make and directed it himself you know he, it's he still looks like he's just there cashing a paycheck <laughs> you know it's just yeah mm. Yeah, and he had no reason to be in, uh, oh, that zombie movie, that that vampire movie with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, oh, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Dawn. Yeah, but that was before he became like the George Clooney. Real, uh, he was still kind of like the the guy from ER. Okay. At that point, but then he became like a bigger star, and uh, then he was Batman, and that kind of set him back a few years. But then there was Out of Sight, and that put him mm. right back where he was, I, or on the right track, anyway. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a strange um, thing. A super it, chat will uh, will open back up in about ten minutes. Somebody earlier in the comments said that uh, Jason Bourne is in fact like America's James Bond, and I would disagree, if only because I think. Um, like our James Bond has to be someone whose franchise can survive without him. And yeah. I think like you could cast a new Ethan hunt and keep it going or like bring Jeremy Renner's character back from what, whichever ones he was in and yeah. have him take over as the new, like yeah. main guy. But like the Bourne series dies with Matt Damon. Right. Like there, you, there's no getting another Jason. Although ironically enough, like they tried to do it with Jeremy Renner too of like, yeah. Uh, oh, oh shit. It's Aaron cross, which I mean, Aaron cross is a fine name, but it's not as like, like, Holy shit. It's Jason Bourne. Yeah. You yeah. got to run. Right. Uh, but, uh, who, who else did they, well, they tried to Tom Hanks, a Jason Bourne with Tom Hanks with Jack Reacher. Oh, that was Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, what did I just say? Yeah, the Hanks. Oh, sorry. Oh, but, Tom, well, Tom Cruise. So many people had a problem with uh, Tom Hanks. Or uh, now I'm Tom Cruise. It. Tom Cruise in uh, Jack Reacher because in the books, because they're based off of books, uh, like Jack Reacher is very clearly described as a guy who's like six three and like jacked. Basically, they describe you know the Rock. Right. But Tom yeah. Cruise is like like I'm taller than Tom Cruise. I think. Um, like he's around my height mm. and it's very telling, I think in a certain way. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, I think he got good reviews in it, so I can't really complain there. Right. I guess as far as like American James Bonds go, there's also Jack Ryan who has been played by numerous actors because we're getting a lot of RIPs and oh. Oh, reconnection successful. Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. So well, um, 
OBS student reconnection successful. Well, uh, oh, we're back. Are we okay. back? All right, All right cool. Um, well, for those of you listening in uh, on iTunes, nothing happened. Yeah, literally but, uh, nothing happened. But uh, for people, the, the chat went down and now we're back. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, moving on from uh, movies, I... Well, now I can finally talk about it. But, yeah. Um, earlier when Speed we were... racer right yeah, here. When we were filming the Tesla Model 3 earlier, I guess now last month in July, yeah. um, I got my first ever speeding ticket. Like, yeah. ever. First ever performance yep. review. Yeah. it was. I was literally... Um, I was coming into uh, your town, which we're uh-huh. not going to name, but... Yeah. Um, I did not realize that the speed limit had dropped. My mind was like completely elsewhere. Yeah. So I was technically doing 59 and a 35. Mm-hmm. So I got pulled over. Um, the police officer was super nice, like super cordial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I did the whole, you know, pull over, turn off engine. Uh, mm-hmm. May I reach for my wallet to get my, you know, th- that type of thing. So everybody's at ease. Everything's cool. Um, but I was worried about it because I'm have anxiety and i worry about everything and now oh crap like i actually do have something to worry about now because i'm not used to seeing a piece of paper that says the commonwealth of pennsylvania versus like and then my name Uh and that's such a weird thing to have to see uh in your life and so anyway the original court date was set for the 14th but we were going to be in chicago so i asked for continuance and apparently they said you only get one which I thought because one of the strategies that a friend of mine said, hey, you should just keep asking for con- continuances and eventually like the police officer will forget. Mm-hmm. And which wasn't going to be my approach, but uh, it's just I didn't really know what my approach was going to be. Part of me was c- kind of just going to say like, oh, you know, just mail in, plead guilty, just pay the fine, whatever. <laughs> except that the fine was like $212. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, first offense and then points and then jack and insurance. Like, nah, let me just fight this just in case. So um, anyway, my actual date was this past Friday okay. and I beat the ticket. You beat the ticket. Yeah, because the officer didn't show up. All right. So, I mean, generally... Do you have to come up to this county? Yeah. I had to come to this town and to the the to municipal... The yeah. Built the municipal courthouse over... Is know, it the one right by the church? Yeah, right by the church. Okay. And I, so... How long did you have to stay there? I was... Okay. My date was... Or my... It was set for 930 in the morning yeah so i got there at like a quarter of nine and so i sign in i'm waiting and i'm there wearing you know it was this color shirt but with you know uh slacks yeah because i wanted to look nice but i didn't want to look like i was you know compensating yeah and basically i get in there and i'm waiting for 15 minutes and then a lady or two women walk in and they're pushing a double stroller with these kids and they're literally just wearing like cut off shorts and with their tats all showing and, Ugh. you know, like a pencil tucky, you know, flip flops yeah. and, you know, toe rings and all that. Eh, and then uh, they sign in and then um, the guy, another guy comes in and he's got like just overhang belly, but he's just wearing a plain black T-shirt. Uh-huh. And uh, it's all these different people uh, signing in for their, you know, hearings. And apparently the, that guy with the overhang was the plaintiff 
against the two women so they're just like sitting there not saying anything to each other really which i'm like how is that even did you find out what their court case was about no idea okay. um theirs was before mine and they were gone for about a half an hour before mm-hmm. then they called me and basically um when i the judge was over an hour late uh oh. so all the cases were a half hour behind schedule so okay. I almost, it was like close to 1130 noonish by the time I actually got out. And, uh, so did you get into, I know where the courtroom is in that building because, uh, I used to be the secretary for, we had a local Grange mm. here. So I was a secretary for our Grange and it was in the courtroom because yeah. that's the biggest room in that building. Yeah. So I know where you are. And there's nothing in that room. No, it's there's like, absolutely it nothing. It doesn't look like a courthouse. No, there. it doesn't. I mean, there is an elevated section where people can sit, but it's like a conference table. Yeah, it's a conference table and then two, you know, nice little oak tables or yeah. whatever. But uh, but with strangely uh, cheap-looking chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, They're like a church hand-me-down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the from, first like, idea. This, yeah. Uh, I was thinking, yeah. but yeah, it's kind of, um, I go, or uh, he calls my name is like Roman. All right. Uh, I'm like, yes, your honor. That's me, sir. And he's like, well, it looks like, um, the officer didn't show. So, uh, unless you want me to find you guilty, it looks like you're, uh, free to go. I'm like, really? <laughs> but I you didn't say re- really. I, I was just kind of, I was like, uh, th- thank you, your honor. And then he uh, said, well, uh, just meet me in the courtroom. I'll uh, cut you a check because he because uh, I paid the full fine as collateral for my appearance at trial. OK. And so now that I was found like not guilty. Yeah. I say not guilty because realistically, it's kind of, you know, it was a technicality. Yeah. But what can you say? Uh they he wrote me a check and uh, handed it back and said, uh, yeah, have a good day. And um. Like, that was the weird thing of, like, not don't let me see you in here again, because I had this whole speech plan because I didn't, like, get a lawyer. I was defending myself. And so I had this whole speech of, you know, um, which I now can't remember for the most part, but basically that you will never see me darken your doorstep ever again. Dark in your doorstep. Darken, darken, as opposed to lighten. Like, it's 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 an old uh, saying of, like, Oh, so who's this darkening my doorstep? It's basically oh. like who's here at my door because the idea is that like you have a porch light on your door. Okay. But I'm like, I will never, you know, darken your doorstep again. You will never see me in your courtroom again. And it's this whole big thing about how, because um, I did lose a lot of sleep over it. And I did feel like, oh, why were you so stupid, Nick? Like you put, you could have hurt somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? Speeding is one of those things that's overlooked by a lot of people that you, you're stone cold sober yeah, and alert and aware mm-hmm. and you're still doing the wrong thing and you could still have hurt somebody doing it yeah. without intending to. And so, I mean, what's the best way not to speed? just don't speed like yeah. pay attention be mindful of how fast you're going and now it's kind of a wake-up call to me of just like hey you know just pay attention to everything in front all the readouts everything you just speedometer see i'm losing my perspicacity uh, as lisa uh, nice Simpson would say. <laughs> yeah. uh but like, yeah i don't plan on making that mistake again because i kind of 
want to keep a clean driving record. Mm -hmm. I don't want any points on my license. And you know how much I was like freaking out when I first got it of just like, are they going to take my license? Like a a complete moron. Yeah. (laughs) And we were filming with the the two gentlemen who uh, we did the the Tesla Model 3 with and they were giving advice to and you I drove that Tesla a lot faster. Yeah. You were that that car can move. Yeah. Only on RCR do we film a Tesla Model 3 and then 15 minutes it, later, I'm like I'm the one who gets pulled over. Flogging that car on a back road. Mm. Nothing. Mm. Eh. But yeah. you know what the weird thing about like the officer not showing up is that the police station is part of that building. Yes. That was what, when the minute I showed up and I saw a police officer arriving, um, and I, it wasn't my police officer, but I saw him arriving in. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to fight this thing because on the way there, I still had the mild hope that maybe the police officer doesn't show up. But the minute I arrived and saw that, you know, oh, they're connected. Oh, it's the same building. It's the same building. There's no reason for him not to show, other than that, like he thought I deserved a break, or he had something more pressing, like he got a call. Or I something. talked to um, a mutual friend, an officer of the show, and about this, and I told him. He asked me. He said, "How's Nick doing with his tick?" And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, he won." Or the officer didn't show. And I'm like, huh. And what probably happened was either one, either a he felt sorry for you and and didn't and chose not to show up. Two, there was a miscommunication between the magistrate and him when when he was show, supposed to show up. Or three, it was his day off and he said, "Fuck it, <laughs> I am not doing police. This is my day off." Yeah, because it I was a care. Friday, so yeah. I mean, he probably the- had plans, went out, has a family, all sorts of yeah. things. Like I'm not. We have we have dinner reservations. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really uh, I'm seriously like this is not a problem I plan on having again. Uh it's just um it, which is like cuz like I have gotten tickets before, but it's all for like mal parkage of just like yeah. being in the wrong spot at like when at the end of our one riding day like 2 months ago like you saw me like we both got back to my car as he was writing me the ticket and yeah. I was like oh well I guess I'll go pay this now and it was like 20 bucks it was oh, yeah. whatever but um yeah i guess the moral of the story is like just don't speed like it's stupid it's not worth the next the- mustang you get is going to have a v8 <laughs> yeah but i mean you can go faster yeah i mean it's still not worth you know the risk of points or increased insurance or fines or court costs Mm -hmm. or losing any sleep because you're anxiety prone like i am and already have trouble sleeping most nights anyway Mm -hmm. um which isn't actually true to be honest but well well, the sleeping most nights like it's just i don't really fall asleep till like four and then i wake up at like 11 and then i do my things and so when do you fall asleep like 4 a.m ish wow. yeah no it's hard for me to fall asleep i it's so i'm just like watch youtube videos until i you know get knocked someone out in the, someone in this building is smoking weed do you yeah. smell it as i was coming in and i didn't want to say anything because i'm just like well it's not me no i know because it, it kind of abruptly stopped. i think i know who it is <laughs> or someone's having a party 
Yeah, and on point, John Marston asks, do you guys get high before these? No. And no, but... No, sometimes some... we drink. And speaking of which, we've been going at this for like 35 minutes. All right, that's... Not, well, I, unless there's anything else you want to add, but... Nothing we had added. It was Mission Impossible talk. Mission Impossible and uh, the speeding ticket, and that was about it for us. Now we are going to take a short break and then get into that chat. I am. All yeah. right, see you guys soon. See you guys in a bit. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> yeah, it's still going. Okay, I got to shut this off and I got to close the windows and uh, we'll be right back probably like really, really soon. Yeah. So just hang tight.